Tim. Roll away yes, sir. You know how long it's been since I've listened to this band? Together um, long time. Six months? Seven months? Yeah, it's been a long time. I still really liked... I like their first stuff. I like this, the original big yeah. hit album. I, uh, the newer stuff, I'm not sure if I dig as much. Well, I, I, I sorry, I, I, they're awesome, yeah. but they're a one-trick pony in, oh, really? in my, in my. Yeah. A lot of their stuff starts to sound the same, but it's it's great. I love the acoustic vibe. What country are they from? Um, England, I believe. Okay. <laughs> we played that for our good friend in studio, David Underhill. David and I are chaplains up at a hospital just north of here, and. Um, we had numerous conversations about the Camino, and that's what we're going to continue talking about here on the Drew Marshall Show. Thanks for tuning in. Again, we are streaming live at drewmarshall.ca on the MyJoy Radio app on iTunes or Google Play and across the GTA on AM 1250 Joy Radio. And, uh, yeah, just uh, before Christmas, I came back from uh, three months in a vow of silence and walking uh, around 1,000 kilometers, maybe a little bit more, on the... Camino de Santiago took a detour. By the way, David, did you go down to the Uso and Suso Muse? Uh, what are they called? A muse- no, not museums. A, um, monastery. Monastery. <laughs> yeah, same thing. The one. That- no, 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 I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the windows and the monks. No, 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 I didn't. No, the one no. on a, the south of Spain. Yes. No. Okay. In fact, that was first I heard of it when you mentioned. Oh, really? It. Yeah. It was very, very cool. Very, very cool. Anyway, um, this is what's happening on the show right now. As most of you know, I recently did this big walk, the ancient pilgrimage called the Camino de Santiago, uh, starting in France, just by the, uh, the other side of the, uh, the Pyrenees Mountains, across Spain to the Atlantic, and uh, three months in a vow of science. And since I've been back, I've been finding it really hard to explain this enormously enlightening experience, so I decided to call up some of my pilgrim buddies that I met along the way uh, to help me figure out what the heck just happened. And uh, on... Let's see. On the phone with us is uh, Nuria from Spain. Hello, Nuria. Hello, Drew. Hello. It's so weird to have you on my show. So weird. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's weird for me to, to be in here. Yeah. But I'm glad. Yeah. Nuria is a sweetheart of a gal. Sweetheart of a gal. Sweetheart from <laughs> Switzerland. No, no. Nuria is from Spain. Get it from straight. From Spain. Yeah. Mainly. Uh, mainly from Spain, where the rain falls in the plains. Um, also on the uh, line, uh, through Skype, I believe, is uh, all the way from Ireland, Paul. Paul, can you hear us okay? Hello. I can hear you, yeah. How are you? I'm well, thanks. And sure. also yeah. on Skype, all the way from Switzerland, and that's where she walked from. Um, I, for, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Uh, Nady, Nady, there's no. a J in Nadia. there. Oh, right, Nadia. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's hi, me. Hi, Nadia. Hi, Drew. Nice to hear you. Isn't it weird? It is, really. It wears off, trust me. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> um, well, the three of you are on because you three are... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but are you not all in your 30s? Uh, Nadia, I know you're in your 30s. Paul, you're in your 30s? Yes, I am. Just finishing them, but okay. yeah. Good. And uh, Nuria, you're in your 30s. Uh, well, I'm, I'm 26. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Close enough. Just round up. Don't wreck a good story with facts. Nuria, you're the Spanish one. Um, I want to start with you and ask you about uh, Spanish people in, in the Camino. Um, okay. Would it, would it be unusual for someone to talk about the Camino in Spain and for someone from Spain to not know about it? Everyone from Spain knows about the Camino, right? Yes, everyone knows. 
Do you think most people from Spain are interested in walking the Camino, or is it still just a select few? Well, uh, it's one of the things that surprised me when I was there, that uh, most of the time I spoke in English or in other languages, but uh, I think Spanish is the language I spoke the least with the pilgrims. <laughs> I mean... So what you're saying so, what you're saying is that there are mostly people from other countries on the Camino? Yes, totally. Yeah. Um Paul, uh, let's talk about uh, your experience and I want to get right to why you went to why you did the Camino because your story is I actually, I don't want to sound like it's, oh, it's, I heard it all the time, but I did hear it from a number of people, Paul, who said I was just at the point where I needed to stop doing the work I was doing and think about the, a new direction in life. Is that, does that kind of summarize a little bit of, of, of why you jumped on the Camino? Yeah, it wouldn't be that kind of fully formed either. It was more just a case of, I'd heard about it and it sounded like, you know, sort of an unusual usual break from the norm, something to go to do. But also, why then? Why do it at that time? It, a lot of people wait until after they're retired or something. And I was working in a job and I didn't want to get to the point where I retired, you know, after years and years and years of doing something I wasn't really enjoying. So there was um, work and lifestyle in, in Dublin and, you know, materially and wage-wise, it was very good. It was also very unsatisfying for various reasons. So there just came a point where I just thought, no, fine, I'll just uh, kind of drop everything and go. So it is. Yeah, and you didn't just drop everything and go. You dropped everything and went like two days later or a day later after you made the decision? Well, yeah, it kind of, um, you know, told work and stuff that it was going to be finishing. So I gave notice and things like that. But I didn't really, um, you know, segue into the Camino. I sort of worked up until the very day before I left. And wow. so the morning when I went to the airport, I was leaving my house and throwing, you know, batting into the bin, uh, all this stuff like that on the bin on the way out, and then locking it up and leaving the key for the landlord kind of a thing. So that was really, you know, there was no kind of smoothing over process. It was just dump everything and go, literally. Now, Paul, you knew I was going to bring this up, but dude, you were the best dressed pilgrim. You were the best dressed <laughs> pilgrim. Uh, we call I won't him, argue with you. We yeah. ca- <laughs> I won't argue with you. We called him the Carlton of the Camino because he, he, he reminded me of Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He was just dressed so nicely. Yeah, I tried doing Tom Jones and it didn't work. Um, all right, let's jump over to, uh, I keep forgetting her name. How do you say it again? Na- oh, come Na- on, Nadia. <laughs> Nadia. <laughs> I'm joking with Nadia because I spent more time with her and, and her friend than anybody else in the Camino. Uh, fell in love with these these two crazy girls. Uh, great conversations, but the thing that freaks everyone out, Nadia, is when they find out how long you actually, or how far you actually walked. What was your kilometer count? Well, at the end, we walked about two thousand three hundred kilometers from my home. And where's your home? Santiago, in nearby Zurich. Okay, close to Zurich. Yeah. Close to Zurich. So, did you actually walk over? mountains like the uh, sound of music people <laughs> we walked over mountains but they weren't very high actually okay um like in the pyrenees it was almost the highest point of our camino at the end okay all right well you know i think you can be honest with me on this so i want to ask you nadia what was your first impression when you met the quiet guy <laughs> 
Um, you offered me um, a piece of your bread that you had, and I I thought you were quite nice. <laughs> really? That's the and answer? I thought it was going to be something way better. No, that was the answer. That was all. I was really fascinated about the thing that you wouldn't talk. So um, that's about the impression I had of you. I was just wanting, I just wanted to know why you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how long did we end up walking together? Because I didn't walk together with, with particular people for very long periods of time. I was on the trail for two months. You were on the trail for three months. Is that right? Exactly, three months. And we walked together 10 days. Really? The three of us walked together yeah. for 10 days? 10 days. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that was a long time. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks very much. Yeah. We tried to get rid of them, but. Uh, um, <laughs> no. Now, Nuria, when was the first time we met? Um, it was in. Well, it was the first time I met Nadia, too. It was in a in a hostel, um, which was by donations, and it was at the dinner time. It was a community dinner. That's right. We all and pitched in and made dinner. I, I do you remember my job, Nuria? <laughs> Not really. Uh, Nadia, what was my job? I do cracking nuts. Cracking nuts. Yep. <laughs> oh great! <laughs> you did a good job. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, good job. Yeah, we had. Uh, there were walnuts, and I had to smash them and put them in the salad. I don't remember eating any walnuts, so probably you did a very good job. Thank you. <laughs> he threw in the shells. No, I didn't. I did not. Um, now, Paul, you and I first met. I'm trying to think when that when that was. Oh, it was at the uh, uh, it was at the yoga hippie place with the hammocks, right? It was, yeah, the magic house. Actually, we saw you because there's a group of us walking, and we saw you leaving a cafe, and. We had just arrived, and you turned around, and we're doing this kind of praying, bowing kind of thing to yes. everybody there, like this smiley praying bow. And we thought, you know, what's the story of this guy? <laughs> what a strange way to say goodbye. And um, you're walking out as well by yourself. So, uh, and there's a couple of Australians, and they said, "Oh yeah, he's he's taking a lot of silence." So he thought you were a monk. Yeah. You know, and we then, thought you this kind of. And what's English? And then, uh, what's what does that mean in English? Uh, what does that mean in English? We thought monk. you were a monk. Yeah. An actual monk. Like oh. an actual, like, <laughs> I, thought was, yeah. I thought it was slang for nuts. We thought you some were nuts. Gaelic no, name. no, no. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, some like traveling friar or something. And um, then we, that same day, we got to the magic house, and there you were, and asking questions on by typing them out on your phone. Right. It was very interesting conversation as well. Um, well, I I perfected a, a move, David. You you may not realize this, but it's now they're doing it around the world. It's called the Nama Smile. Have you heard of it? Oh, smile. Yeah, you do a little Namaste move like this, yeah. and you smile. But I had the sticks. <laughs> I had the big walking sticks in my hand, for, so it looked just it just looked weird. Um, okay, um, impact on you guys. You guys are the younger crowd, right? So we've got Nuria, who's twenties, uh, and Paul, who's late thirties, and Nadia, you're right in the middle. But you're considered the younger crowd. But but all three of you, I thought were really eyes wide open. Sure enough, I'm, I met some youngins out there who who I, they just, I had no interest in talking with them about anything deep because they were as deep as a nickel, uh, which, is, which is a coin here in Canada. Um, wait, do we have those anymore, Tim? We don't have them anymore. No, we do. It's pennies we lost. Oh, that's right. So, um, uh, Nadia, the impact, the leftover impact on you, you finished the Camino, it's now been a month or so, 
Are you different? No, I'm definitely not different, but I think I'm kind of more balanced. I'd say I got to know myself better. So, and I also started to accept myself more than I did before. That's the difference. But I'm not different. <laughs> that was really well said. You see what I mean? Yeah. You kidding Articulate. me? Are you kidding me? Articulate. These kids are smart. These kids. Um, <laughs> Paul, what about you? Are you different? Uh, it's second that. It's a. It's not so much of a, being totally different as just you're more um, balanced. Yeah. But there there have been differences as well. And I think the kind of interesting like the way you know on your on your program there's the idea of uh, you know hopefully there's God out there kind of thing um, it the Camino really made I wouldn't say sort of like more religious but sort of less of an atheist you know that kind of way because when it started off it was very kind of um, uh, you know just typical kind of European city dweller kind of kind of atheism um, but by the end of it that wasn't there at all and you know, if somebody just asked me, you know, do you believe? The answer would be yes. But um, it just might not mean the same if to another person who would say yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So the, sorry, the concept might be different, but it, it, it is there. And that sort of came about through the Camino, which kind of surprised me as well, because I definitely didn't go in the Camino as a kind of religious experience. No. To me, it was just going to be a kind of a... Yeah, like you're sort of saying about the, the hustle, like a kind of hippie-ish kind of thing, you know, a kind of spiritual journey or something. Yeah. But yeah, I feel that can also be a bit of a kind of pick and mix of just what you like, you know, what pleases you. Whereas by the end of the community, there are these new ideas that you hadn't gone out looking for, you know. So um, that was an interesting change in my life. Nuria, are you different? Yeah. Um, not really. No, I'm pretty much myself, but with more tools than I used to have. You see what I'm saying? Listen to this stuff. You guys are smarter than the old people we just had on. <laughs> Why? Are you different? Well, I, my rash is cleared up, but other than that, you know, I don't He's know. still a tool. I'm still a tool, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of tools. Um, this is what I'm he having. He can't stop talking. Yeah, sorry. That's how he's different. Yeah. I'm having a hard time. Nadia, you, you, would, you would get this. We've talked about this. I'm having a hard time just putting words on... On, on my post-communal. Like, I'm having a hard time explaining it to people. How's that been for you? Um, that's quite the same. Especially when people ask me, how was it? Then I don't know how to answer. Because there are so many things I could talk about, and I don't know where to start. And then I talk about it, and it just doesn't sound right. Because you can't explain the people how it was. It, it's just not possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Paul, the toughest part of the Camino for you, I mean, I'm thinking back to when you couldn't walk. Yeah, I think that wasn't sort of the toughest, but it's kind of that was worrying, I suppose, because if your your legs fail, you you just have to leave the Camino, you know. And I know people who've spent, who spent days with tendonitis and things and, and sort of came back to life, and then they were, they were fine after that. But um, I wouldn't say... Basically, it, yeah, it's quite demanding on your body. Like you don't normally do that, you know, walk for so long with a pack in your back and stuff. But um, I'd say also just the amount of time you're given to think about things can make it difficult as well. So it's not really a physical problem. It's more, you know, psychological or something. You know, as you go along, especially in those big um, kind of empty spaces, 
in the middle of the Camino. So at the start, it's grand because you've got forests right. and, and trees and things like this. And at the end, it's you've got forests and trees and the sea. But in the middle, you've got sort of nothing. You know, it's just this big. It, it really is just a big blank, flat landscape. Yeah, we we call and, that we call that Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you have this big thing, and as you're walking along, you know, you do. It, it's re, you are really under the microscope. Mm. You know, you're kind of examining yourself going along. So that can be quite difficult as well for different reasons. We're, um, Paul, you and I had this. Uh, Nuri, I'll get to you in a second because I think this ties in with kind of your headspace, unless I'm completely wrong, which has happened once in a while. <laughs> Paul, you and I, I, we were sitting in this old village. <laughs> you know, the old village. Yeah. One of yeah. 70 that we went the through. Only one in Spain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, uh, and I said something to you about how I, I didn't, there, it, well, hold on, maybe you remember the context better, but what I was trying to get at was I wasn't as impacted as I used to be. And you wrote down on a napkin uh, a phrase that I have continued to use to this day. Tell everyone that phrase, tell them where you heard it from, and can you remember the context of that conversation? I, I think, I think, I, this could be totally wrong now, but... Was it the anesthetic of familiarity? It is, sir. Was ding, it? ding, ding. It is. Okay. The anesthetic so of familiarity. Great phrase. And who, who yeah, said and I that? I love the way you, you said that this was in a little village, because this is actually in a city. Oh. Right? So maybe <laughs> Spanish cities just aren't Speaking of anesthetic. standards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, this is in Los Arcos, and it was outside the cathedral. And the, the expression, the anesthetic of familiarity, comes from Richard Dawkins. Mm. Uh, which is uh, quite nice, really, because he's kind of famous for you know, not having anything to do with Caminos and the like. But um, I think it's a great expression, you know, and it's really, really hits the nail on the head. I think that you do sort of go through your days and the stuff you're surrounded with, you just don't pay. You don't, you don't think it's special. You just think everything's kind of boring and right. daily. And so you, you go to some other part of the world to be amazed at the buildings, amazed at the trees. But of course, the people living there might have just the same problem you have. They might have the anesthetic familiarity. You, sure. know? you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I think it's a great expression. I think that's really, really important to bear in mind. Okay, so, Nuria, I think you would resonate with that concept, uh, not concept, that phrase quite well, the anesthetic of familiarity. First of all, you understand that, right? Yes, I do. It feels... I'm, I'm I'm not sure uh, what I think about that that sentence. Um, the well, what I find interesting is that all the pilgrims I talked to, they all found a sentence during their Camino, and it became their sentence, <laughs> and that that was very interesting too. Give me give me some. Do you know any examples of people's sentences? Yes. Um. Um. Let me think. Mine, for instance, was um was written in a stop sign in a, in the middle of the road and it said um don't quit before the miracle the miracle okay and that you kind of held on to that cuz i laughed at those things i kind of thought they were but i'm sorry i'm too. At, at, uh, most of them but that one i don't know it just hit me some, somehow interesting uh yeah. Nuria, what's what's your you know your reason for doing the camino how would you explain that to people? Um, I I'm, I think I'm still looking for the reason why I walk the Camino. Huh, interesting. I'm, I'm not sure. Yes, as you said before, being Spanish, it's 
it's easier to have heard about it. Mm-hmm. And and then there was also the component of uh, it's so near and I haven't done it, so let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Spanish Catholic guilt finally got to you. <laughs> you had to <laughs> yeah, go do it. No, I wouldn't define it like that. No, but. no. Nadia, when you said to somebody else in your circle back home and you, you said to them, you really need to do it, um, have you said that to anybody? I'm sure you have, but what, what, how has that experience been for you when you're telling someone that they should do the Camino? Because let me just preface that by saying when I've ha- gotten into those conversations with people, it hasn't gone very well because, again, I couldn't explain, I couldn't sell it as good as, I, I just ended up stumbling and tripping over my words and I couldn't explain it. I just couldn't put to words what the what happened. Was that, did you experience that same frustration? What, that I can't explain to the others how it was? Yeah, not only, because you just talked about that, but just, um, well, let me let me rephrase the question. Do you think we should be telling people that they should do the Camino? Um, I would tell the other ones that, if they are, or the Camino is going to call them. If you are ready to, to walk the Camino, you are going to walk the Camino. See, this is, this so, is, what, I'm, this is what I'm talking about, these kids. Eh? They're so <laughs> stinking smart. Um, Nadia, do you mind sharing some of your journey, or do you want to keep that personal and private? Or can I just say to you, can you share with us a little bit of, of the, um, the relationship uh, dynamics that you uncovered as you were walking? You mean the whole thing about my mother, the issues I had with my mother? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Can you share? <laughs> can you share? Uh, well, what can I talk? What can I? Um, what can I say? Um, I was struggling with my mom. We had a bad relationship for several years. I also got into anorexia because we didn't have a good relationship. And then on the Camino, you were actually asking me a a simple question. You were asking me, um, what would I like about your mom? And I started to realize that I don't know my mom at all. And I felt really sad about it. And I knew that I I wanna change that and I wanna go back after the Camino and do more things with her to get to know her better and that's actually what i'm doing now and how's that been going it's been going really really good um i'm more relaxed and she is also more relaxed and we're just having a better time than before we're talking more more openly or about things that we didn't talk before Hmm. and it feels really good that's good that's that's fantastic i'm really proud of you for that well you know i am so so good on you. Uh, and Paul, for you, I know you've done a lot of writing, like a ton of writing. How's that going? Uh, it's going really well. I just finished the first draft of a whole write-up of, of my time in the Camino. So it's really 250 pages of, of literally the ups and downs of the Camino. And I would really like to actually see it published because I was looking around at sort of Camino literature and their, their guidebooks. And then not much else. And um, I do think it would be nice to kind of not kind of promote it as such, but um, yeah, I just think I don't know why. Actually, it's I don't I don't know why I want to tell people all this stuff that happens. They might never want to read it. Might not care. Hmm. But um, it is something that I do want to sort of make sense of as well. So writing it, even just for my own 
sake, you know, was a good experience. But um, yeah, I'd like to get it written up properly, you know, and put you know, a good form on it and hopefully get it published and sent out there, you know, because I think the Camino is something and there is, there's more than one of them. You know, there's a couple of different routes right. that can stream towards Santiago. But the, the long, the famous one, the French Camino, um, that's something that's it's already and it's quite popular uh, already. But I think it's just it's seen as um, I don't know. It's a, it's a bit sort of esoteric or something. I was going to say it's off the beaten path, but that would sound <laughs> too much of a pun. But yes. you know, it's uh, it's seen as a bit of a strange thing for people to do, uh, or a bit of a, a an endurance trial for people to do. And I think it's really uh, yeah. I don't know. I think the idea of it, it calls you is a good one. You know, I think it's. Yeah, I'm just babbling now because I don't really know why I'm writing this this book up at all. I just feel right. compelled. To right. Do it, you know. Okay, I want to bring in uh, David Underhill, my uh, my buddy here. He's in studio. David, you've heard these from these three young punks. Uh, David is 70 years old and has done the Camino 63 times, or something like that. How many times again? Four. Oh, that's what I meant. <laughs> and David, you know, you you and I are looking at each other. We we have the benefit of seeing each other's body language here. And when these when these guys you know, 30s and 20s are saying stuff. We're looking at each other going, yeah, you see, they're, they're getting it. They're really getting it. But this doesn't surprise you because one of the first things you told me about the Camino was about the kind of young people you run into there. You're not, you're not, re- we're not, at least I didn't experience, I didn't run into any sort of nefarious young people with their skateboards and their drugs, <laughs> you know? No. <laughs> yeah. Listening to them, when you and I looked at each other, sitting here, as you were describing your Camino experience, you were peregrinos. You got it. Yeah. You got it. And I think most people get it. Um, I think very few are there just for the walk. And even if you are there just for the walk, I remember meeting a Swiss lawyer who spent the first half of the Camino telling me how he was an atheist. And... And, and very strongly an atheist. And then we arrived together. He was part of a communal family of us that came together at the end. There's about 10 of us, and we go into the, in front of the cathedral there, in the plaza, and he's crying his eyes out. He's, the, the tears are rolling down his face. Huh. And he looked at me, and he said, David, I, I don't know what it is, but something happens on this journey. Huh. There's no such thing as being an atheist. Right, right. And so when I heard you describing, uh, Paul, your re-qualification of atheism, I think this uh, Swiss lawyer would have agreed. Yeah, they would have. Yeah. And he was about your age, too. Right. Um, yeah. Nuria, I want to ask you a question about the spiritual component of the Camino for you. Um, okay. Did you grow up with God stuff, and did you experience any kind of cool, interesting, unique, spiritual God stuff on the Camino? Two questions. Um, okay. What, what was the first one? Sorry? Did, did you grow up with any church or religion or God stuff in your life? No, 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 not at all. Okay. Did you experience any spiritual, religious God stuff on the Camino? No. No, no, not God stuff. But I experienced, of course, uh, spiritual big things. Like? Like, um, like for example, I, well, I, I walked not um, until Santiago, but after Santiago, there's Finisterre. It's the part of the 
war of the land where the Romans used to think that the world ended because it's the most western part of Europe, okay? But um, so there was that moment where I walked up a hill on the sunset and there was for the first time in, I don't know, 900 kilometers, the sea. And that was absolutely incredible, unbelievable and very moving. Hmm. But um, yes, and the feeling was um, was who 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 put the, the, the sea in there? Who did that? But I don't think that was because of God. I think most the, um, the feeling I had was so, so, so big because I realized that that feeling I was getting, um, there was um, millions of, of human beings before me that had experienced that. And like, for example, I could figure I could perfectly figure a prehistoric human being climbing up that hill and seeing the sea and feeling exactly the same thing I was feeling myself uh, 10,000 years after. Hmm. Hmm. So I think that that's why it was so big. Yeah. That's such an interesting uh, thing that we were talking about because, and, and Nadia, you would you would get this as well because you had that exact same experience. You you crested the hill, you looked out, and you saw the ocean right after walking uh, from Switzerland. <laughs> exactly. So you see this this all of a sudden there's the ocean, but there are all all the sunrises and all the sunsets, and and you're spending all day every day walking outside in nature. And so did, did that make you look upwards and wonder if there was a God, or did you just go, oh, that's beautiful? Um, for me, it wasn't God. I think I would call it differently. I'd say it was just a, an energy, a positive energy surrounding us. And I think I, that was the first time that I felt it. And um, it was just amazing to to feel that energy hmm. I have never felt before. And in all those sunrises and sunsets, you were just feeling so comfortable and surrounded by this energy. And it's just hard to explain. Yeah. Yeah. But that was my experience. Sure, sure. Nadia, have you ever heard me talk so much? No, you're talking in a minute as much as I do in one hour. <laughs> <laughs> He's a contemplative sort of fella. <laughs> Just crazy, isn't it? Just crazy. Amazing. Yeah. All right, Paul. Um, mm-hmm. You're the. Uh, I might I might uh, bother you by saying this, and we've got only got about four minutes left. But you're the overthinker of the Camino. Okay. <laughs> and the best dressed. Um, no, and the best dressed. But you you have this incredible cognitive processing ability. Um, and I, you dropped so many gold nuggets in our conversations that I ended up writing stuff down that you said. And I didn't really do that with too many people. Um, do you think you can overthink the Camino? Definitely, yeah. Um, it's one of the things to find. Actually, I'm not going to complain about it because it is good to... As I say, one of the things I think about today is, you know, one of the things about the Camino is that it's kind of... Some people think it might be on the bucket list, you know, this thing of a big list of stuff to do before you die. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that kind of, I can't imagine lying on my deathbed thinking about having done all this stuff. Because what you're doing with the bucket list is you've got a variety of experience, but you don't really have deepening 
of experience. Mm-hmm. And I think the Camino, the Camino is like that. It's not like I've been skydiving or something. It's something where you can really dwell on it and you can get, you can mine it. You can really get lots of stuff out of it. Really well and, said. Uh, so it's kind of, I will continue to think about always. And uh, even when I was writing up that book, it helped channel a lot of those thoughts into some sort of logical shape and put them down uh, on paper. And uh, yeah, I think um, you can overthink it. You'll never finish thinking about it, but I think it's good as wow. well. To You'll think never about finish it thinking about it. it. Oh, man. Yeah. See, here's the guy who, on one hand, we'd walk through some old village, and he would say, well, in uh, nineteen, uh, in eighteen, <laughs> in 1640, uh, this person came through this village. He'd know all the history and stuff, and he was like the Cliff Clavin of the Camino, right? And and yet, at the same time, you'd walk along a road, you see this guy bent over cracking wal- or, uh, almonds on the side of the road. Yeah. You know, um, you just, you're a complex dude, and, and good luck to anybody that marries you. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Nadia, uh, I just want to say something because I spent the most time with you and and uh, and that crazy friend of yours. Um, you know, it's kind of more of a private conversation than anything. But I, I am. I said it before, and I'll keep saying it. I, I remember the first time I asked you about who's hurt you the most in life. Mm-hmm. And you shut down. Your body language changed. You teared up, and you shut up. And we walked again for the rest of the day together. And we then talked heaps. Well, typed. I typed. You talked. And I want to thank you for being so open and vulnerable with me. Um, you were, you were a huge part of my Camino, huge part. And one of the reasons I want to hang on to this new thread of happiness, which makes me just kind of puke in the little of the back of my throat a little bit, <laughs> um, happiness and and uh, and light and positivity is because of you. So thank you. Well, thank you, Drew. Thanks for asking me the right questions in the right time. <laughs> um, now, Nuria. Yes. You are one of the most complicated humans I have ever met in my life. And I, good or it's bad. a great thing. No, it's a great thing. That's why when I finished the Camino and I and I and I left the uh, that island of, with the monastery, that's why I came to visit you for three days, because mm-hmm. the way you see the world, um, it, when I grow up, I want to see it more like you. You have such a balance. <laughs> you really do. Uh, you you have this balance of hope and light, but also grounding and um, and and. I think you have the you know same sort of analytical brain that that Paul does. As a matter of fact, you guys should walk the Camino together, Paul and Nuria. You guys would that would be amazing. Anyway, yeah, yeah we should do that. Sometimes. Totally should do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, a huge part of my Camino was was with you, Nuria, and and um, you know you were just so easy to hang out with. Some people you got you feel like you got to fill the space, but it was just so so easy with you so thank you for for again being a such a big part of my camino thank you you are a big part of my camino too oh stop <laughs> paul you were just a pain in the butt man i'm telling you oh yeah no <laughs> no you were the first guy you were the first person i ever saw light up uh, conversationally uh, and whenever you were around the conversation around you was was way better way better it was. I was always wanting. When I saw Paul sitting with a group of people, I always wanted to get in on the conversation because I knew he was mining that conversation. And he was the cool kid. He was the cool kid. Yeah. When I grew up, no, I'm just kidding. 
Guys, thank you so much for joining us on the show and sharing a, a little bit of your journey. And uh, and I look forward to and, and I suck at friendships. So would you keep in touch with me even if I don't keep in touch with you? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I don't think about it. <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah. See? Smart one. Yeah. Well done, Nuria. That's great. All right. I'm going to say goodbye to you guys. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk soon, okay? Cool. Okay. Yeah, sure. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> you see what this is? The Camino good was. Good group. Right? Very good group. And prior to the Camino, anybody under 40, I had I didn't have the time of day for. Anybody over 40? No, under 40. under 40. No, under 40. Yeah, they restored my faith in yeah. people. Yeah. It made okay. these guys made me like people again. Jeez, I thought that was me. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll be right back. Higher Ground Cafe in beautiful Bell Fountain. Come for the coffee. Stay for the nature. <laughs>